welcome church again to the Brook Place Christmas Carol service. Jesus is indeed the reason for the season. As far as I can stretch and go, I will deliver the word that God has laid on my heart. The message that he has given me for you today. Yes, it's coming back. God is working. Prof, your prayers are working. Hallelujah. It's coming back. It's coming back gradually. All right. So glory to God. Once again, we thank God for such a time like this. We thank God for life. Everything that we've just done, heaven has already seen the praises that came from our hearts. And we believe that in this time and in this season where we're remembering the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is so pivotal to this world. And even though many have not captured the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, but there are two opportunities in the, in the year where we have a voice to speak and push beyond what people see or hear about Jesus. What are those two times? Easter and Christmas time. That is our opportunity in this land to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and how great he is and how people are missing one of the greatest gifts that they can ever have in their life, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. So yes, you know, there was some news recently about how there's been a decline in Christians. You know, I took some facts down and I went to see it. It said from 2011 to 2021, 20, um, and we were down from 59% to 46%, which shows that there's still work to be done. There is work to be done in this land, but not only in the land of the UK, there's work to be done in the world as a whole. There are still people on this earth that have not even heard of the name of Jesus. And there are people that know Jesus, but they reject him. They don't want to know more about him. But that's where people like you and I have a responsibility to continue to go out and share the gospel. The gospel is a religion of peace. It's not even a religion, it's a way of life. Christianity is a way of life. But we have the opportunity for people to hear our voice and share the peace of God in the gospel and share the joy of the Lord in the gospel. That is the message of the gospel. So what other greater time than this that you can go out and reach out to many souls and maybe they might just listen to you because indeed Christmas is about Jesus. Ignore the fact, I mean ignore it, it's, it's all good that we have our tinsels and we have our trees and we have our decorations. Those are wonderful beautiful material things but there is something that is greater than that there's a gift that is greater than that and that gift is Jesus if there's anything that you can give to another person another man another woman another child is the gift of knowing Jesus so sometimes you may not have all the resources. Yes, your, your account may not be flamboyant. It's, a, it's an expensive period for you, but there is something that you do have. Everybody equally has the voice to speak about Jesus and bring healing to the souls of man and bring deliverance to the souls of man. Your voice can speak about Jesus. We all have a voice in this land and our voice can be used to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So my fundamental message title rather I didn't even have a title before but I believe that God has dropped it to say that it's Christ in the mass the Christ in the mass amongst all the busyness amongst all the masses of the world there is Christ there's Christ Christmas sounds like such a pretty word but really it is Christ in the masses 
Jesus Christ amongst the masses. And I love the way that they narrated the story of our Lord Jesus from the beginning to the end, from Genesis through to from the, um, what do you call it, from the fall of man to the second, second Adam, which is Jesus. I loved how you narrated that story once again, and through the nativity and through the scriptures, you know. But there are some fundamental key things that comes out of the story of Jesus, you know, sometimes we just read it like it's just another fairy tale story. Oh, yes, Jesus came. And I love that how John was already starting to dig out a bit of revelation from that. That Jesus came and he was just wrapped up in a bucket as a child. Yeah, we know that he came through the Virgin Mary, even though we don't understand what that means. But yeah, we've, we've got the story. But there are real serious things and life lessons that comes from the story of Jesus. Key things that are principles that we need to take for our own life. Some things that you already know but we don't practice. Some things that we ought to know and guard with our heart and our lives. Jesus' gift to the world is the first thing I'm gonna speak about, the gift. Somebody say, the gift. The gift. Gifts are pretty things. The three wise men, three wise men, correct me, sorry, John. Oh, the, the wise men, <laughs> the wise men came with gifts. They came to see Jesus in Bethlehem. By the way, Bethlehem, is a place where, I don't know if you know, is actually a town of David as well, for those that did not know. And you know that Jesus was from the lineage of David, Jesse, David, so he's a royal T, you know, for those that did not know. But the, the wise men came and they bought gifts and they bared gifts of gold, myrrh, frankincense. But it's not just about the gift. Those gifts were not just ordinary physical gifts. They were gifts that had meanings behind them. Believe it or not, those gifts actually brought out the identity of what Jesus is and who he represents. You know, and one of the things that I, I pulled from there is that gold, for example, shows that he is the king. He is the king. We have frankincense that represents the infant's divinity and the identity of the son of God. And then we have the myrrh that knows that he is mortal that he's going to die, there's death. So there were messages through those gifts. They were not just mere gifts. There were messages that were showing you the identity and the journey of what Jesus is about and who he is. But do you know that even though we have the ultimate gift of Jesus to the world, which is one of the things I'm bringing out, you and I are also gifts. You are gifts to your family. You are gifts to your community. You are gifts to your church. You are also gifts to me and your gifts to your neighbors. We are all gifts, and in our gifts we have identities. You and I have an identity in Christ Jesus. We have an identity within us. So what is your identity? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you carry? Do you know that you are royal? You are unique, and you are special. When they unwrap your life, when they unwrap you, what do we see? What do I see when I see Sister Jackie? What do I see when I see Brother Sam? If I unwrap him, what is his identity? What does he carry? So what gift do you carry that's in the side of you, inside of you that you can bring to the world, to your family and to those that come into to in touch with you? What gift are you? What, what are you full of? Jesus came, like I said, as an ultimate gift. He was a king. He was the king of the Jews, not king of the Gentiles. He's the king of kings. He's the king of everything. So imagine yourself as the heirs of the Father. You are royal, you are unique, and you are special. Now, I spoke about gift. Because of time, I have to run through my sermon. I won't go too deep into some things. But gift is one of the things that you'll bring out from the birth story of Jesus. Another thing that you'll bring out, or I've brought out rather, that I felt was very fundamental for us, is obedience. Obedience. We struggle with obedience. But Mary 
Mary. I'm bringing little characters out of here. Mary was obedient. Do you know how she was obedient? The angel of the Lord came and visited Mary. He didn't have to beg her like some of us have to beg you guys for things. <laughs> I'll ask you guys, please, please, please come to church. Please, please, please come to his presence. No, the angel of the Lord visited Mary and said that you will be of child. Be it unto me according to thy word. And that was her yes. And that was taken from the book of Luke 1.38. In her yes was an obedience. And you know, because of her yes, she connected with God's word. And the thing is, if you look at the birth of Jesus, even though it's supernaturally done, and people are like, oh, but that's a different type of birth compared to the natural birth. It's out of this world. We can't explain it. The only difference is between the natural birth, between man and, I'll say man and wife, by the way, between the conception of man and wife, the only clear difference is, from what I can see, is that Mary's yes connected with the word. And because of her yes in, in connection to the word, then God indeed put conception inside her for Jesus Christ. So if I break that down for you, Luke 1, 38 says, Be it unto me according to thy word. That means God used the seed of his word instead of a man to get Mary pregnant because she connected with the word. John 1, 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was, was literally God's word becoming flesh. God's word became flesh. God used his word as the, excuse me to say, sperm that conceived Jesus. And that's why we have Jesus, our Lord and Savior. She connected with the word. So how are you going to connect with God's word in 2023? How are you going to connect? When God created the heavens and the earth, according to Hebrews 11.3, it says, Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God created everything. Everything is by his word. Everything materializes and manifests because of God's word. And you now need to think about in 2023, how am I going to connect with God so that the things that I'm trusting God for will come to pass? It will manifest itself. Just like Mary connected with God concerning the conception, all she had was a simple yes, I receive your word, let it be according to your word. What are you trusting God for for 2023? That you need to connect with God's word again by the way, connect, revisit back to the word so that it can manifest itself in life. So what are those things that you are expecting of God? 2023, we need to start speaking things into existence. The Bible carries power. The Bible has answers to everything that we face. Even the things that you feel that are not answered, they are answers in the word of God. But you need to align your faith to connect with the word so those things that you are expecting will be created and be brought forth to you. Another thing is love. Love, love, brethren. We talk about love a lot. And it was nice. I think Apostle came a couple of weeks ago and then we sang that wonderful song, I pray for you. We pray like we love to sing in church. It's fantastic. But then after the song is over, what next? We still get complaints in church. We still get people that are offended in church. We still get people that are not talking to each other, brothers and sisters in Christ that are not talking to each other. We still get people that are gossiping and bad biting about each other. Even after we prayed for you, I prayed for you. 
I know, the favorite one, of course. Oh, I'll pray for you, brother. I'll pray for you, sister. Oh, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you. But really, are you going to pray? It's, it's very easy words that come from our Christian mouth. And so is I love you. I love you is such an easy word to use. But the love in practice is never really there, is it? If you're going to sing that song next time in church, don't hold the person's hand if you don't mean it, by the way. <laughs> you better mean it. And don't hold my hand especially. <laughs> I don't want no hypocrites around in my cycle. So make sure... If you love as you say you love, say it and mean it. If you don't love, it's best that you don't say it at all. I'm going to prick your soul a bit more. Let me come. God don't like liars. God hates a liar. So don't pretend in the presence of God either. So Luke 2.14 says, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace goodwill towards men the gospel of peace and love that is the gospel of the lord not damnation or judgment or gossiping or babiting or looking down on your fellow brother and sister but the love there's a universal acceptance during this time of christmas and one of the things that you can give to this world is love god is love and if God is love, that means you and I have to know how to love. We don't have a choice. And that's why he made it one of his primary commandments that we ought to love God as we love ourselves. And if you love yourself, which I know most of you do, all of you love yourself, you better love yourself, <laughs> then you have to be able to love. And I mean the love that you can share. You know, there's this um, new analogy that keeps going around about, oh, self-love, self-love, self-love. No, that's, that's not love. Self-love is not love. You don't have to be wait to know how to love yourself before you give it to others. That's not how Christian love works. You need to love regardless. Even if you don't want to love yourself, that's fine. But you need to know how to love your other fellow brothers and sisters. And there's nothing like, oh, I'm going to love myself, treat myself, you know, pamper myself and just love myself. I love myself so much. Yeah, let everybody know I love myself. Yeah, we know you love yourself. But what about people around you? What kind of Christian are you? Are you the Christian that will isolate yourself from others? You don't know how to socialize with your fellow brothers and sisters. They invite you for church gatherings. You are the one that's missing. And then you come to church and you expect everybody to come and greet you. You don't know how to get up your seat and greet others. Can we really talk about love? Because I don't know who you are. And if you're going to do that to me, I'm going to walk right past you because Jesus... But then it goes, God, God will call me back and I say, okay, hi, I'll greet you. I'll greet you regardless. Because if it was not for God. <laughs> but thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto thee, thou shalt love thy neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell them I love you. Did you say that because I told you to say it? Or did you say that because you mean it? <laughs> the greatest lover, Jesus, showed us evidently what love is. And he showed us that love is sacrifice. He showed us that love is costly. So that means regardless if somebody offends you, regardless if somebody really hits that top nerve of yours. You're going to hold your lip and you're going to still love on them. You're still going to say, I love you, brother. Despite this and that, I still love you. 
Despite the fact that I told you something in confidence and you went to go and tell another person, I'll still love you. Despite the fact that you use my name for gossip and gist and you speak about me, every Nigerian likes a bit of gist. Hey, but I'm still going to love you regardless. Despite the fact that you carry my name up and down the place, I see you DMing, messaging people about me. I love you. Despite the fact that you've said to other people you don't like me, but you come and smile in my face, I still love you. I will still love you. Despite the fact that I gave you everything, but I get nothing in return, I still love you. Despite the, the fact that I give you money, I buy you gifts, but you never seem to remember my birthday, I still love you. I still love you, I still love you. There's a love for family in this season, a love for friends, a love for the brethren, and a love for the community. It's funny because we live in a time that the only time we seem to come together and show a bit of love to our communities around Christmas time. That's the time that we remember that we can do charitable giving. I can bring the clothes, I can bring the soup, I can bring the mince pies, I can do a bit of shopping to you. And then it just ends after Christmas, you don't do your charitable giving anymore. Another thing that I picked on as well, family. In this season, you need to remember that family is key. In this season and the next, your family is key. And that's one of the key things I'm bringing out of my message today. If there is any of you that are not getting on with your families, remember I said at the beginning that you are a gift. You are the gift of change. You are the spark. You are the light in this world. But you are also positioned in a lineage of your family for a reason. God gave you that mother, that father, that auntie, that uncle for a reason in your circle. And this Christmas is a time that's respected and people know who their family are. But it's not about going around the Christmas table and setting up a turkey and having jollof rice. It's not about that. It's about after that, eating and chopping and drinking and smiling, what happens afterwards? How are your family dynamics and relationships after that? Do you call? Do you check up? Do you visit? Do you see them? Really, this is a time, I believe, of reconciliation because God came that we can be reconciled back to him. He came and he showed us what it means to forgive and let go. And I'm going to go into a bit of forgiveness, though my message is not ultimately about forgiveness, but love and forgiveness is a key one for this season. We need to know how to forgive and let go. 2022 is fast going, and we're going to cross into 2023. And one of the things I'm going to beg of you to leave behind in 2022 is your offenses. is your lack of forgiveness and letting go. Bygones to 2022, this is another chance for you to let go of the person that has offended you. Release. And enter 2023 with a freedom of mind, a free heart. Why do you allow them to occupy your mind and your heart so much that you cannot break through into your next level because you're holding back so much to somebody else who's already moved on with their life? Family is important. Even the world knows that family is important, let alone a Christian that ought to know that family is key. If the world can identify and know that my brother and my sister mean something to me, to, me, to me, so should you. Now here's the family dynamics of Christ. There's the biological family that God has put you with, but then there's the adopted family, and there's God's family, which is you and I. 
And even when I was looking at this and I was thinking, God, how do I relay this message? Yes, there's the importance of your biological family. But then God also reminded me in his scripture, which he did say as well in the book of Matthew, that even Jesus was ready to leave his brother and sister for the sake of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and join with his godly family, which were the 12 disciples. So that's another way of looking at this. And God was giving me a deeper revelation of it. And he was just saying that, yes, okay, we care about the biological family, but there's God's family. There's God's family that you are going to go to heaven with. There's a biological family and there's your godly family. Because I know sometimes we like to put it as ranking that, no, my brother, my sister is the one that's important to me. My godly family, well, uh, yeah, they're okay. They're, they're, they're separate. You know, they're not really that important. We see each other when we see each other. Let me focus on the blood. Because you know what? Blood is thicker than water. But not in the body of Christ and not in Christendom. The brother and the sister that you have next to you ought to be, ought to be as loved as you love your blood. Believe it or not. In the recognition of Christ Jesus. Because if Christ Jesus can forsake his own brother, sister, mother, Mary, for his disciples that were working with him to do the ministry of the Lord, and said, in other words, if they hold me back from doing what I need to do for the Lord, because God ultimately is what matters to me, then I am not interested in them. In fact, I want to read that scripture because this family thing is key for me. Matthew 10, 37, it says, whoever loves father or mother more than me, more than Jesus is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. How many of you can really say that you love Jesus and love God more than your blood brother and sister? You're in church. Glory to God. At least some of you can be honest. Some of you had your hands down. That's interesting. But you need to remember, charity begins at home. I'm taking it somewhere else now. Charity begins at home. It's funny that people know how to give to the outsider, but they don't know how to give to their own home. They see that their brother and sister is in lack. But rather than giving their £10, £20 to them, they'll rather give it to children in need. Or they'll rather give it to another charity. So that they can tell people that, oh, I give to a charity. Yeah, you give to a charity, but what about your charity at home? What about your brother and your sister that's lacking finances, that told you I have nothing in my account? And you're like, oh, here we go again. That one's just a leaking pocket. I'm sorry, I don't have anything for you. Because I don't want you to rely on my finances. Here comes the leecher. Oh, God, let me start dodging my cause. But then you've got a direct debit set up for children in need. Cancer UK. But then you've got your immediate family that you're not giving to. And the only time you remember to give to them is around Christmas. Because Christmas is a family time. But after Christmas, you need to go back to where you came from. Because me and you ain't brother. Because you ain't got money or sister. That's not what we are called to do. Charity begins at home. So as you're being charitable for the outside, we ought to also be charitable for the inside, which is our home. Taking care of our brother, taking care of our sister, taking care of that auntie, taking care of that uncle. And I struggle with that too sometimes. I mean, I'm alive. But God is good. He's allowed me to be able to know how to give to others when I can. When I can. <laughs> but honestly, charity begins at home. There's no point bragging about the several charities you give to others if you cannot take care of those that are within your vicinity. And I see that a lot with people. They'll go around filming, yeah, I give to this charity. Yes, we can see what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm influential in my community. I take bags, I carry turkey. Yeah, that's fantastic. What about the, the turkey to your house and the people in your household? 
That's what we want to see more of because when you take care of your foundation, when you take care of your home, then you can start taking care of charity others. Love starts from God, then your family, immediate and God's family, the church. And I know if it wasn't for Christmas holidays, family relationships and everything like that, it would be, it'd be worse. But some of you now need to be honest with yourselves. Check your heart. What is your relationship towards one another? What is your relationship with your family? Yes, we have been 10 years, we've not spoken. It's been five years, we've not even connected. We don't, I don't even know where that person's phone number is. Before the year runs out, if there's one thing you can do is bring restoration back to your home. And you are responsible for that change. Just like Jesus was responsible for you and I, and it may hit as a hard word for some of you, but this is the word of the Lord that's come forth from me for you tonight. That before this year runs out, if there's one thing you want to do right before you cross over, if you really want to cross over properly into a breakthrough, into your place of rest, which you will soon hear the message and the word of the Lord for the apostle for the year, there's some things that needs to be amended before you cross over. So what are the things that you've refused to deal with that you've been carrying for years and years? Who is the person that you have put in your heart that you're hardened towards? Because ultimately, if there's no forgiveness, then I'm sorry, there's probably no breakthrough coming your way anytime soon. You have to make amends. Make amends before 31st. And I'm giving this message now, thank God, because we're still on the 18th. That means you've got 13 days to bring order to your household and to your families and to your home. Let me bring it even further. There are six commandments pertaining to relationship in the Bible. Look at Exodus on the Ten Commandments. Six of them is about relationship to others, but there are three that are directly to families. Fifth commandment, it says, to honor one's father and mother, the family foundation. Exodus 20, verse 12. The seventh commandment says, you shall not commit adultery, thus preserving the sacred nature of the family. That's number two. Number 10, unless you don't believe in the Ten Commandments anymore, because I'm far, as far as I'm concerned, they're still very, 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 very significant for your life today. It's the word of the Lord. Exodus 20, 17, Tenth Commandment, you shall not convict. Speaks to God's command for fidelity of the heart, for within a family it's not good for godly, uh, not godly to convert with others, including a different family. And when I say that, that means converting to say that I want to belong to a different family. I want my family to be like this. I want my family to be like that. That's the perfect family. No, that's the family of theirs. You focus on your own. Don't try and be families with somebody else when you've got your own because you feel that mine is not complete. You can bring the change to your family. You can be the restorer to your family. You can be the hope to your family because that's where God has placed you. So keep on loving on one another Hebrews 13, 1, 2 says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, yes, for by so doing some people have unwittingly entertained angels. So realize that we should not wait for when we feel loved before we start to love. I've said that before. Charity begins at home and love starts from God and then your family. Now, Ephesians 4.32, I'm going to hammer in a bit more on this forgiveness thing. Be kind and compassionate. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. So, in other words, as God has forgiven you, 
we now ultimately need to practice how to forgive others. We must forgive others. There are three types of forgiveness I've put down here. There's one called exoneration, forbearance, and release. Exoneration is wiping the state entirely clean. How many of us can say we get to that level of forgiveness where we can wipe it entirely clean until it's completely innocent, like nothing ever happened? A lot of churches and a lot of Christians are not in that rank at the moment because we struggle to completely forget about what per person has done. We were like, I forgive you, but I'm going to be watchful. At least I think I've forgiven you, but I'm going to watch you. The relationship we had before, we can't have that no more. We can't have that. That's a lot of Christians in that category, and that's forbearance. Forbearance is one of those things. It says people particularly like to dwell on offense. But fair enough, they may do away with grudges, but they will be watchful. Is that you? Are you a forbearance forgiver? Or are you a person, which is where the church needs to head towards? Release. Somebody say release. Release is letting go of the burden. So who is the burden in your life that you need to let go in 2022? The silent tax that is weighing you down and eating away at your chance for happiness. Bye-bye in 2022. 2023, I'm going without you. I'm urging you to release. This month, you will release. Somebody say, I will release. I will release. I've got to the point of my forgiveness where I'm going to release. Hallelujah. So I want to round up with this because I'm, yay, back on time. We're going to finish strong. Somebody say, finish strong. I want you to finish strong. Say, neighbor, how you finish matters. No, no, tell them how you finish matters. Second Timothy 4.7. I want us to read that together. What does it say? Let me purchase. You know what that means? Timothy worked very closely with Paul. We talk about Jesus, quite rightly so. And Jesus, yes, was the ultimate gift to the world. He's one that sacrificed for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and missions. But after, to, um, after Jesus, there's another key person at the, um, in the Bible that we speak about a lot, especially as apostles and prophets. And that is Paul, Apostle Paul. And Timothy worked very closely with him for 10 good years. But that scripture in particular teaches us that life is a fight to destiny. It is a fight to destiny. So when you're going through struggles and challenges, it's part of life. To get to where you need to go to is going to be a fight. I'll be lying if I stand on this altar and tell you that in 2023 you may not have any challenges. Because the enemy is consistently looking and seeking who he may devour, who he may depress, who he may want to feel like committing suicide, who he may feel like, okay, I'm going to keep battling with this person. Because you may break through to one and then he's going to come and look for you for another. The enemy will be looking to see who can I cost a death for in their family so I can shake this family a bit further. Who can I cause such a high offense in their life that they will break away from those loved ones that they call that they loved? Which relationship can I destroy? Which heartache can I bring to this person? You will have to fight. 
So that's why when we come to churches and we're doing, especially Brook Place, we do a lot of deliverance, we do a lot of casting and binding. And I don't know, I don't understand how, you know, there could be churches out there that don't believe in deliverance. They don't believe in warfare. They believe that we don't need to fight. We don't need to fight. Why are we always fighting? Why is there always deliverance? There has to be. Deliverance is not just one time. Deliverance is, can be many times. So that's why I used to be one of those Christians be like, be like looking and saying, ah, you again at the altar two, three times. You come to demo again. You want to demonstrate that you're falling. Please, please. Can you get up? Have you not been delivered before? How many times has the pastor have to turn your, turn, touch your head and you'll be rolling on the floor? I've had enough of seeing that. Some of them, yes, are genuine. Some of them, of course, not genuine. But deliverance can take place more than once. More than twice. Three, seven, it's a process indeed. It takes time. So yes, the same person could be going to a conference and coming to the altar. And then, yes, it doesn't mean the man of God don't carry no power. He carries power. But ultimately, deliverance can take some time. Sometimes it can take years. It can take time. So life is a fight and a battleground. It is a battleground. Life has battles. Even myself, I have battles. I have ch- we're constantly fighting battles. Talk al- alone about our own battles, battles of the church, battles of family. We are always fighting and contending in the spirit for yourself and myself, for everybody that concerns us. And that ought to be what it, it is what it is. You will have to fight. Do not be afraid to fight. Do not be afraid of the hurt, the pain, the shame. It will happen. It's process of life. But the victory that you have, that's what matters. The fact that you will overcome in the end. That's why we come rejoicing at the end of the year or the end of the month when we give thanksgiving and we give testimony. And then again, another thing comes in life and challenges us. Do not be afraid or intimidated by challenges. Count it all joy in tribulation and trials. For the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was consistently persecuted because of the mission of the gospel. He was not afraid to continue to preach it. Despite what was happening. It doesn't mean that God is not real. That he's not working in your life. He is working and he is very much real. And he's very much present. But life is a battleground. There will be battles on the road to your destiny. To your purpose. To what you need to fulfill in life. You will face trials. You will face battles. But do not be afraid. The enemy wants you to be afraid. But keep smiling because you have God that is on your side. Life is a gift is another thing from that text. Life is a gift and a treasure that must be guided and protected. Your life matters. Your life, and you must continue to guide and protect with prayer and fervency. In 2023, you must pray and be fervent. You must be strong. You will end stronger and you will start even stronger. The thing with this journey is that many start on the, fit, uh, the starting line. You've got many people, imagine a race, we're all athletes. We know how to run at the beginning. We know how to go, on your marks, get set, go. We start together. But then as we get towards the end, many are left behind. Many are dropping off. Many are not fit and strong enough to reach the end of the race. It's not just about your spiritual strength now. It's about your physical strength as well. It's about your physical, what you eat, what you chew, how fit you are in Christ Jesus. It's getting to that point now. You need to take care of your physical and your spiritual. You need to watch what you put in your belly, what you put in your stomach, the kind of food that you eat, the kind of food that you, and the kind of drink that you drink. There's the physical and there's the spiritual. So in 2023, we want you to be healthy physically, but we want you also to be healthy spiritually. They come together, they work hand in hand. So put that as well in your goals for 2023. 
Philippians 3.14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race. 2023, we are all going to reach the end of the race. As great as we start in January, we will end in December. And indeed, we will see the goodness of the Lord. It's not just to start great. Everybody gets excited in January. By April, we've already fallen off the wagon. We can't cope again. Life has dealt with us. We've been battered. We're like, ah, that, that um, gym that I said I'm going to sign up for, forget it. <laughs> because I like my meat. It's not happening. There's no point in going a cycle or putting on weight and going to lose. I'm done. I'm done. We're already dropping off. Ah, prayer. I can't, I can't attend Sunday, Sunday um, prayer. In fact, I can do Sundays. I can't do um, 5 a.m. prayer call anymore. I'm sorry. Sorry, Prof. Those 5 a.m. intercession prayers that you're doing, there's anyone that can do. I can't do anymore. I love my sleep too much. I slept at 1 a.m. You think I'm going to wake up for 5? It ain't happening. Because I'm done. God has heard the prayer. You guys can intercede for me. I'm done. And then that's how you see. It's only the consistent people that win. It's only the people that know how to fight when it's getting tough. Not the ones that say, ah, oh, this is long. The favorite word of man. This is long, man. I can't deal with this. You will deal with it. The journey, it may seem long, but you will get to the end. And after Jesus was the next influential person I've spoken about that, finishing strong is, this is key for you now, it's not about your age. You may be 30, 40, 50. It's not about age. Finishing strong is not about your age. Jesus came, who we're speaking about today, Jesus came. Do you know that Jesus didn't start his ministry till the age of 30? And Jesus died at 33. If you do your maths, that's three years of ministry. And you can see the impact that he has made already in the world within three years of going into ministry. And still he is reigning. The God that reigned, yes, Jesus that reigned yesterday, today, and forever. We're still speaking about Jesus. So what impact are you going to bring in the coming days? What are you going to do in your life that's transformational? What can you pick up and say that I'm going to do this? Yes, I did not do it for 20 years, but I can do this. You will do it, and you can do it and turn it around in a year's time. But you have to be determined. You have to be disciplined. 2023 will bring your, be your year of change. It will be your year of breakthrough, so long as you are determined. So you will achieve what you have to achieve. Hallelujah, someone. Can we all rise? Remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Next week, Sunday, you'll be gathered with family. Many of you will be either going to one family's house or they'll come into your house or you'll be connecting with your adopted family or the family of the, of the church or God's family, whichever way. You'll gather for dinner, you'll drink a lot of things, but you would have to remember that Jesus is our ultimate gift. And as he has brought us the gift of love, he's also brought us the gift of forgiveness and letting go. And because of Jesus, because of his unfailing love, I'm going to love you, brother and sister, like I've never loved you before. I'm going to show mercy to you like I've never showed you before. I'm going to do family and life with you like I've never done before. In 2023, I'm going to be a different kind of brother, sister, daughter, son. I'm going to do things and position myself for my family different because I am the gift to my family. I am the spark in my family. I'm the spark in the Brook Place, in God's family of this house. I'm going to bring about a change that is different. I'm going to work hand in hand with my fellow brother and sister and show them that I have the love of Christ. So I just have very few seconds. Okay. I just have a very few prayer points that I just want us to pray together. But I just want you to hold somebody to your right and to your left.
You know, I want us to pray for every family. I'm going to be quite quick at these points. I've got three dying minutes. That's fine. But we'll pray these prayers, at least a few that I can. My prayer point one. For some people, this year would possibly have been challenging. There would have been loss one way or the other. Some are death losses. Some are financial losses. Some are relationship losses. But I want us to pray as family that every family that has experienced loss or timely deaths, that the healing power of God will fall afresh onto them in the name of Jesus. You don't know the, the heart of some of the people that you're holding, but your prayer can do something for them. There are people in the house that have experienced loss. They're not whole like they used to be. There are voids in some people's life because of the losses that they've experienced. But your prayers can lift them up and God in this house can fall afresh on families today. You are their family. You are their family. Can you open up your mouth and pray? Mazuko tesi alaba sheki alaban rokoria masiki alaba sheki ande de debo zuko tesi alama siki alabande de debo saka rokoria masiki anabande de debo sokoria ba your brother and your sister is your family pray for the amendment of hearts pray for the amendments of every brokenness and every loss in the name of Jesus, those have experienced losses that God will indeed complete and restore them in the name of Jesus. Compensation will visit their households. Mend the broken hearted. Mend the broken minds. Mend the broken emotions. In the name of Jesus, we pray for encounters on the hearts, encounters of the mind. Visit them in such a mighty way in this season. Sweep their hearts with love. Sweep their hearts with healing. Fall afresh on them in the name of Jesus. Every loss will be compensated for in this season. Restored back in the name of Jesus. Mend the holes. Mend the brokenness. Mend the portals in the name of Jesus. This next one is 2023. Very simple. 2023. No more death. It's as simple as that. No more death. There are people, unfortunate circumstances, that didn't just lose a mother or a father. They lost their, their siblings along the way. Maybe to, to illnesses, afflictions like cancer. Some unfortunate accidents here and back home. We've heard some ourselves, unfortunately quite close to home. Some are in their dying beds. They don't have their families at home. 
Some have been taken away from them. Some, they've lost them. It could be simply to even mental health and illnesses. But God, 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 2023, we want to say no more deaths. No more deaths. In the name of, let's pray. No more deaths. No more deaths in your home. No more deaths in your families. No more deaths in the church. No more deaths in the kingdom. No more deaths in this land. In the name of Jesus. No more deaths in the brook place. In the name of Jesus. No more deaths amongst your loved ones. In the name of Jesus. We cancel every report of death. We cancel every report of timely death. In the name of Jesus. Every report of illnesses and afflictions. We cancel every timely death. Death of the mind. Death of the body. We cancel every death. No more deaths we say to 2023. No more deaths, no more separation from family, no more separation from families in the name of Jesus. No more loss to death, no more loss to death in the name of Jesus. The next prayer point is, Lord, send forth your delivering power. I need you to say that, Lord, send forth your delivering power. There's power in the name of Jesus. We spoke about that earlier. I want you to repeat it again. Lord, send forth your delivering power to every trauma, every hurt, every pain in families. Can we turn that to prayer? Lord, send forth your delivering power, your delivering power, your delivering power, your delivering power, your delivering power to the households, to families in the name of Jesus from every trauma, from every hurt, from every pain, from every pain, from every trauma, from every hurt in families in the name of Jesus. Send forth your delivering power, your power that heals, your power that delivers. Send forth your power of healing. Send Power forth your power of deliverance. Send forth your power. Deliver us from every manner of evil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Send forth your delivering power. The delivering power that's in the name of Jesus. The delivering power that's in the blood of Jesus. The delivering power that's in the fire of Jesus. Send forth your delivering power over the families of the house, over the families of the brook. Send forth your delivering power in Jesus' name. And because of the sake of time, I'm going to give one last prayer point. And it simply says this, Lord, let me be the light, the spark of Christ to my family, to my home, and to my community. Let me be the light. I want you to lift up your hands and say that I am the light. I'm the light to my family. I'm the light to this generation. I'm the light to my community. I'm a light to my friends. I'm a light to, the, uh, to the, my loved ones. I'm a light to the church of God. I carry light. 
I speak in light. I glow in the glory of light. I glow in the glory of light. My light expels darkness. That my light expels darkness. I am the light of God to this world. I'm the light of God to my generation. I'm the light of God to my institution. I'm the light of God to my workplace. I'm the light of God in my businesses. I'm the light of God in my career. I'm the light of God to my family. I am the child of light. I am the child of light. I am the child of light. I'm the child of light. Declare that you are a child of light. You are a child of light. I'm a child of light. I'm a child of light. Jesus is the light and I carry light. I walk in light. I walk in light. I am the light of God. And indeed you are the light of God. As you've confessed it, as you've claimed it, I want you to carry the spark of your light in the next few days carry the spark of light into your homes. You carry the light that can expel the darkness. You are the light in this dark world, in this evil world. As you leave the door today, just claim it over your life that I carry light, I move in light. And you know what that light is ultimately? It's Jesus. Jesus is the representation of light to this world. And you are the light to your community. We come from different parts of the UK, North, East, South, West, but we carry light. We are the light of this world. Hallelujah, someone. Give the Lord a clap. Give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. Before you come up, in the mood of the light and the mood of the joy that I believe that's been ignited in the room, I just want you to turn to your brother and your sister. Just tell them Jesus is the reason for the season. And, and with the little voice that I will stretch myself, you will, join, you will join to round up in this little chorus that says, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Turn to your neighbor, Feliz Navidad, Prospero and Yuri Felicidad. Come on, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero and Yuri Felicidad. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna wish you a merry. Come on. I want to wish you I want to wish you a merry I want to wish you I want to wish you Come on church Felice Prosperania Prospero Yanya Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Oh I wanna wish you I wanna wish you and you and you 
Now call me the singing pastor. <laughs> yes, long time ago in Bethlehem. Mary, Mary's born child, Jesus Christ. Was born on Christmas Day. Hark now he. A man will live forevermore because of Christmas. Hark now he. The man will live forevermore. Because of Christmas, one more time, long time, long time ago. Where? Mary's born child was born. Hark now, he the angel sing, a king was born today. A man will live forevermore. Hark now he, now listen to my little remix. Come and worship, 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 come and worship. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, worship Christ, the newborn King. Come and worship, you will learn it today. Come and worship, 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 worship Christ, worship Christ, the newborn King. Come and worship, come and worship, come and worship, come and worship. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, worship Christ, the newborn King. Christmas time is a time to rejoice. Christmas time, a time to sing. Christmas time is a time to rejoice and celebrate that the new King born today. Christmas time, Christmas time is a time to rejoice. Christmas time, a time to sing. Christmas time is a time to rejoice and celebrate. 
that the new king born today. One more time, Christmas time. It's a time to rejoice. Christmas time, a time to sing. Christmas time is a time to rejoice and celebrate that the new king born today. Come and worship. Come and work. Come on. Come and worship. Come, come and worship, guys. Come and worship. Come and worship. The new born. Come and worship. Come and worship. Come and worship. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. No, come on. Come on, come on, 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 come on. Worship. And I'm sorry, last but not least. I'm sorry, quite I have to do it. This song is the song of the season. It's gonna be done. You can see I'm just worshiping God on your behalf. I'm getting excited now. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Jesus is the reason for the season yeah yeah oh yes he is oh yes he come on now jesus is the reason for the season yeah yeah oh yes he is oh jesus is this is the reason for the season yeah oh yes he is oh yeah jesus is this is the reason for the season, yeah, yeah, oh yes, he is, oh yes, he is, yeah. I don't need material things, all I need is the love he brings. This holiday, I came to say that Jesus is the only way, Jesus is the reason, come on. I said, yeah, oh yes, he is, oh yeah, Jesus is. Say, yeah, oh yes, he is, oh, Jesus is. Say, yeah, huh? Jesus is the reason, yeah. For reason, yeah, yeah, oh yes, he is, oh yes, he is. Lord. Okay.
Gloria in excelsis. 